There's a lot of things in this old world That just do not make sense Like why there's so few believers on the firing line While so many others sit the fence But if you want to know where the word of God stands And believe it wants to use your feet and hands It's time to take your faith out of the seats And into the streets And come along with me If you only look, then you will see WCNTV friends. Thank you for joining me today. I am honored, blessed, and privileged to be hosting the WCN-TV program, the live show. Sitting in for Rob Pugh today, I am Pastor Mike Spaulding. Thank you so much for joining me, and thank you, Rob. It is a, it is a privilege for me to be speaking uh, to your audience, and, and uh, they are spread out across WCNTV.net. If you're joining us there, welcome. Thank you. If you're on WCN-TV, the YouTube channel, thank you. Welcome for joining us there. Do want to do want to say a, a quick word about Wisconsin Christian News and what a what a blessing that publication is to, to thousands upon thousands. And, and that number is actually growing. The Wisconsin Christian News, I, I, I have did not ask Rob specifically for. Uh, publication numbers, circulation numbers, but I know the last couple of times that we've chatted about that, those numbers are are increasing, and and that is a wonderful thing to see. And the reason for that, friends, the reason is that the Wisconsin Christian News is a, a no holds barred publication, bringing you breaking news, very very pointed, blunt Christian commentary on issues and, and events that are going on in our nation. Uh, and, and Rob and, and Lisa putting this, this paper together month after month after month. It is a labor of love, I know, and I, I applaud them for doing that. It is yielding much fruit. And so if you're not familiar with the Wisconsin Christian News, please go to that website, wisconsinchristiannews.com, and you can subscribe there. Subscribe to the newspaper there. Um, you'll find many, many fine uh, Christian authors there publishing uh, their thoughts, articles on current events, um, all from a biblical perspective. So I would encourage you to do that. Um, My article this month, in fact, was called The Great Exchange. What exactly happened at at Calvary? And and those uh, those are things we should keep in mind and unfortunately are not being not being taught much these days in far uh, too many churches. So anyway, I wanted to start today with, uh, with a scripture reading 
and this is this is going to introduce the topics that I wanted to to share with you. And uh, just as a way to to bring you up to speed, I know that it's very difficult to keep up to date on all of the news. It it requires much more time than than most of us have to do that. In fact, I find myself now browsing through uh, the several sites that I check uh, for my news and information, browsing through them a little quicker than I used to because there's so much information out there. But I wanted to bring a few to you today. But before that, I want to introduce this principle, this scriptural principle from the book of Ezekiel chapter three. And and Spencer, I apologize. I did not give you that uh, chapter three. And I, I want to look specifically at verse 17. This is very important for our instruction today. Now, I know that that there are folks out there that, surprisingly, they don't study the Old Testament. I even hear comments from people uh, such as, well, why would I study the Old Testament? That doesn't have anything to do with the church. Well, I remind you that in both the book of Romans and in the book of 1 Corinthians, Paul makes the comment that the things that were recorded concerning God's people Israel, those things were written for our instruction. They were, they were chronicled so that we might learn, so we might be equipped, and in some instances so that we wouldn't repeat the same mistakes in others that we might follow their example. So that is all the explanation that, that, that I need to be studying the Old Testament. But beyond that, how in the world do you expect to, to understand the New Testament if you don't understand the Old? So in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 3, verse 17, this applies to all of us, friends, every one of us. Notice that it says there, and I read from the New American Standard, this is the Lord speaking to the prophet Ezekiel. Son of man, I have appointed you a watchman. Now, there are, there are several things. This is the first point. God appoints us as a watchman. What, what is a watchman exactly? Well, a watchman is someone who surveys the horizon looking for signs of trouble, looking for signs of the advancement of evil, looking to see if the enemy is, is approaching and then warning people. So the first thing that we understand as believers, brothers and sisters, is that we are all watchmen. We are all called to understand the times in which we live so that we can be informed about the actions that are necessary to take. So God appoints us to that position as a watchman. He says, I've appointed you a watchman to the house of Israel. That's in the context of Ezekiel, of course. In our context, God has appointed us, American Christians, as watchmen to America, to Americans. He's appointed us a watchman. Notice the word whenever, whenever you hear a word from my mouth, whenever, when it's convenient, when it isn't convenient. Some of you have had this experience before. The Lord has told you to share something with someone and you've hesitated. Perhaps some of you have actually just neglected to follow the Lord's commands. Well, as a watchman, when the Lord speaks a word to us, we are to speak that word faithfully and truthfully, not trying to, to obfuscate it, not trying to sugarcoat it, not trying to make it harsher than what it really is, but just sharing whenever. 
And the reason for that is this. God's timing is always perfect. If he is wanting us to share something with someone on a particular day, it's because God has already preceded us in working in the life of that person or those persons, and they need to hear that word that God has given to you to share with them. So whenever, when it's convenient and when it isn't convenient, when you want to, when you don't want to, share whenever. And notice that you are sharing a word from his mouth. You are sharing his word. You're not sharing your opinion. You're not sharing your perspective. You're sharing what God has given you. Whether you understand that perspective or or, 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 or God's viewpoint or not, you're to be faithful to share the words that comes from God's mouth. And notice that in many instances, what you will receive from the Lord and you are to deliver to other people as a watchman is in fact a warning. It is a warning from the Lord. And then we won't take time to look at it because I want to get to some of the news articles that I've gathered for for your equipping today. You can read this on your own, but verses 18 through 21 will show you that a watchman, a watchman is to warn both the wicked. That's what it says in verse 18 and verse 19. The watchman warns the wicked, but the watchman also warns the righteous. And that's verses 19 or verses 20 and 21. The wicked, 18 and 19, the righteous in 20 and 21. There are many, many people today that I would call, I would would give them the title as evangelist to the church. The church, friends, as as sad as this makes me to say, the church needs evangelized in a good many instances. And we see that right here in Ezekiel chapter three. So thank you for that, for that, Spencer. I'd like to go to real American curriculum first and, and share with you. Some of you are, are familiar with uh, what critical race theory is in, in uh, content, in, in, uh, in, in practice, in, in principle, what critical race theory is, what it's based on. And some of you have been, been doing your homework. You've been reading up on this and you understand that there is a huge push coming from the government down. The government of, of the United States, the federal government has uh, gotten behind critical race theory and is pushing it through the Department of Education. And then the Department of Education is pushing it down through state governments. Now, there, there have been several governors, state governors, that have refused to allow this poison. And that's exactly what it is. Critical race theory is, is satanic, demonic poison for the soul of America's children. And some state governors have refused to allow that. And so I applaud them for that. And and from that article, and I would encourage you, there's the link. And um, Spencer, I, I, I would believe that you'll put these links in the show notes for folks to follow up. Yes, sir. Thank you. So if you read this article, what you're going to read is that the prevailing narrative of racial grievance has been corrupting the instruction of American history and the humanities for decades. It's just now come out in the open in the last several years. It has accelerated, the article says, dangerously over the past year. 
coinciding, of course, with the uh, illegal, unlawful removal of Donald Trump as the president. And I'm not going to go down that road. I think we all understand what happened in the in the 2020 elections. And, and I'll be saying more about that in another program. But the most damaging effects of critical race theory, of this instruction, falls on lower income minority children who are implicitly told that they are helpless victims with no power or agency to shape their own futures. Now, friends, that is a mouthful right there, and it is nothing more than than the continuation of, of the overreach of the federal government, creating a nanny state, really creating a, a, an entire class or community uh, of people who are told that they're helpless, that they cannot do anything absent the government's uh, uh, interference. I'll call it interference. They'll call it assistance, with the government interference. We are raising children now to believe that just because they've been born black or Hispanic or, or, or Oriental, Asian, that they're somehow victims. And that is, a, that is a lie straight out of the pits of hell, friends, and smells like smoke, I might add. Conversely, we're teaching a whole generation of children that because they're born white, they're racists automatically. No questions asked. This is one of the the one of many dangers within critical race theory is it assumes what it sets out to prove. It's its starting point is what it wants to prove. That's called in philosophy circular reasoning. And it is absolutely erroneous. It's wicked and it's evil. It is a it is a strategy that has been intentionally launched against America's children. I could quote many, many dictators, tyrants uh, down through the years that have stated clearly that he who controls the minds of the children will control the nation. And that is so true. We're seeing the rotten fruit of, of Dewey's socialism and Soviet education propaganda and techniques brought into America in the 1930s. We're seeing the rotten fruit of that in full bloom today. So I would encourage you to, to go to this, uh, to this website. You can look at 1776 Unites. And this was something, this was an initiative that, that President Trump actually uh, began during his administration to teach real American history, real American history, as opposed to the faux history of those that hate America. And folks, there are a lot of people living in this nation. That's right. What's his name? That hates America. Absolutely hate America. And they are doing now they're willing to take all of the benefits of America. They're willing to receive every good thing and blessing that America offers to its citizens, all while hating, detesting and doing whatever they can to undermine the continuation of our freedoms and our liberties in America. We have got to put a stop to this kind of open subversion, and I might add even secret subversion, although wicked people. Here's a principle that I've learned over the years, friends. By the way, I've been a Christian now for 38 years. 
a lot shorter time than some of you, perhaps, and perhaps longer than others. But in these 38 years that I've been a, a believer and, and walked with the Lord Jesus Christ by faith, I've seen many, many changes in America, many changes in America, things that I never dreamed I would see in this nation. Just in the last 20 years, in fact, we are coming up Saturday on the 20th anniversary already. It's, it's so hard to believe that 20 years has passed since the world changed. The world changed. America changed. And might I add that America changed not for the better, but for the worse. Now, I could, I could talk about 9-11, the implications and, and what I really believe was happening there, but I do not want to detract from the commentary about where we are as a nation. I think 9-11 was used as a linchpin to take us down the road that we are, we are far, far down the road of tyranny today, and 9-11 and, and was the beginning for that the Patriot Act. One of the things that you've no doubt learned, friends, about our government is that they will they will name their wicked strategies and plans, the laws by which they seek to put a noose around our neck, shackles around our ankles, and chains around our wrists. They will name these things in the most innocuous ways and terms with phrases that how could anyone oppose that? The Patriot Act. Well, that sounds patriotic and American. Well, friends, I'm telling you that it was exactly the opposite. It was the beachhead of eroding our privacy and our liberties. And by the way, it has been reauthorized every time that it has come up for renewal. That's a sad statement. But in 20 years, our nation has changed, friends, changed drastically. Things are happening today. Politicians are so bold in their arrogance. And, and this is a spiritual principle that I've seen, I've learned through studying the scriptures, but also seen played out on our national stage. When evil people begin to believe that they cannot be stopped, when wicked and evil men and women believe that they have won the day, that they have enough influence, enough wealth, enough power, enough support, when they begin to believe all these things are true, then they become very open about the wickedness that they are going to push on the rest of us. I call it demonic arrogance. Would you agree with me? friends, that today we are seeing a level of wicked, demonic arrogance out of politicians, out of world leaders, out of, of government organizations, out of, out of global organizations that defy reason, defy logic. It's because they don't care any longer. They think they have the power and the backing to put us all in chains that's what we're seeing today. That's what's happened in 20 years, in 20 short years. Now, we could shorten that even, even further and say in nine short months, the Biden presidency, this administration came into 
office as criminals. Criminals for what they did to America. That has not stopped. We could talk about what's happened in Afghanistan. Unbelievably wicked. Leaving our citizens, leaving Afghan uh, civilians and their families at the mercy of murderous Islamic jihadists. Leaving the, the Christian community, the underground church in, in Afghanistan exposed. And now, if reports are accurate that I've read, martyred. The underground church in Afghanistan has been decimated and is no more for all practical purposes. And yet, our lying media, lapdogs of this federal government, continue to trumpet what a wonderful job this demented, deceived, wicked man, Joe Biden, has done. It defies, defies reason. This makes it all the more important that we get back to teaching true history. So, true American history. 1776 unites a nation that is being divided, cannot stand. And so it's time for us to come together as Americans, as Christians especially, and begin to push back against all of this crazy really lies and propaganda that we see today. So I would encourage you to read that that article, as I will all of the articles that I'm going to present to you. The Wood uh, the Woodson Center, let me just share these, these bullet points with you. There are only three, a little down the page. The Woodson Center's 1776 Unites curriculum is grounded in essential American values, which uphold continuity, not rupture. 1776 Unites confronts the realities of slavery and racism in American history while also recognizing them as betrayals of our founding's highest principles. Leaders like Thomas Jefferson are celebrated in our history despite, not because of, their personal and political failings. The struggle of Americans to rise and realize our own values is part of our story and always has been. And folks, let me tell you something. The removal of our common ancestry, of our common history, good and bad, is an attempt to propagandize our children, removing all of our history and our experiences and substituting that for revised, rewritten history. That's what's going on today. The Woodson Center 1776 Unites curriculum is grounded in dignity, not grievance. While dealing, frankly, with the grim realities of racial segregation, 1776 Unites also shows how black Americans have seized their own destiny and flourished despite harsh restrictions as demonstrated by the development of nearly 5,000 rural schoolhouses overseen by Booker T. Washington and Julius Rosenwald. These schools became sources of local pride and helped close the white-black learning gap. The 1776 Unites is based on resilience, not fragility. 
Knowing the achievements of the past helps students better understand their responsibilities as American citizens. A lesson on the Woodson Principles, which celebrates individual responsibility and strength in the face of adversity, asks students to draw vital support from family, faith, community, and participation in civic life. Embedded within the achievements of American history are the tools of self-betterment and self-renewal that our country has always deployed on the journey to become a more perfect union. Our children deserve an authentic vision of that story, one that will help them to achieve their own human flourishing. So I will leave that to you to read and to study and and to pass on to other people, friends. We have got to get back to a true teaching of American history. Now, let's address the 800-pound gorilla in the room for a while. And, of course, I'm talking about this, uh, and, and I don't mean to offend, but I do mean to be truthful, and I do mean to be frank, because it's long past time for us to be tiptoeing around any issues and worrying about someone's feelings. But this current pandemic that I call a scam-demic needs to be addressed and needs to be addressed forcefully all across America by Christians and patriots speaking the truth about what is happening today. There is a health care crisis. Spencer, there's there's an article there, Crisis in Healthcare, that we can go to. There is a crisis in healthcare. Now, I know this personally, friends. I know this from personal experience. I am blessed with five sisters, four of which are nurses in varying capacities. I have four daughters. Two of them are in healthcare. I have a front row, front line seat to understand what is happening in our healthcare organizations all across this nation. Now, have you noticed, friends, have you noticed that the federal government has refrained from trying to mandate, it's coming, it's coming. They're mandating for federal employees That's within their purveyance, their jurisdiction to do that. But they're they're allowing governors secretly behind the scenes. And and again, I know this is true as well. They're allowing governors, and and I'll, I'll name mine here in Ohio, Mike DeWine, who is who is the classic example of a rhino. He is a socialist, Marxist. Dictator wannabe. That's who Mike DeWine is. What they are doing, the federal government is allowing governors to have conversations with heads of corporations in the medical industry, in the healthcare industry, and telling them in no uncertain terms that they expect them to enforce a mandate for the jab amongst all their employees. See, this is a crisis that has been deliberately created by those who are trying to topple America. The strongest economy, the most thriving economy in our nation's history has been 
captured and is in the process of being destroyed by, again, these people that hate America. Now, this is all part of the plan for seizing and controlling the citizens of America. And if this sounds like uh, too much drama for you, then I would encourage you to start reading, studying, and understanding what is really happening in America today. We are the last outpost of freedom, friends. America is it. If we fall, it's game over. We're the only obstacle, the only thing that stands between global dominance from these satanic leaders, be it in China, be it in Russia, be it in England, be it in South Africa, you name the nation, they are captured operations. Now, some would argue that America is already a captured operation. And to some degree, I would agree with you. There are many, many people in very high, powerful places that are our enemies. However, there are millions, and I mean millions, of armed, armed, armed patriots and Christians who are not going to go down without a fight. And they know that. That's why they have to develop a different strategy for America than what they're doing in other nations, Australia, New Zealand, for example. The governments in those nations are criminal, clearly criminal. In America, we're in a little different situation. However, this healthcare crisis has been deliberately provoked. It is being deliberately um, created through these mandates. Our healthcare workers, think of this, friends, our healthcare workers 15, 16 uh, months ago, they were all heroes. Heroes. We celebrated them. They worked through this scamdemic, through all of the fear mongering that was going on. They worked through it and were declared heroes. Now, now they're being used as pawns in this globalist game to topple this economy and completely capture America. Our healthcare workers, I am, I am thankful to say, based on what I know from my sisters and my daughters and, and the conversations and the information, the rallies and the meetings and the, and the training and the protests and everything that they've been attending, I have hope that this is going to be turned around. So I don't want to paint a picture of just uh, uh, rank darkness and evil. I have hope that we can turn this around. But it's going to take a very strong, a very uh, loud, a very vocal group to push back. Spencer, I see we're at the bottom of the hour. Do we need to go to a break? Thank you. Pornography is a destructive force. It destroys individuals, families, and fuels the out-of-control demand for sex trafficking. 45% of Christian families say porn is a problem in their home, but why aren't churches and public schools talking about this? Fear. People who view porn think they're the only one. It's a lie. Statistically, more people view porn than who do not and struggle in silence www.lynnfrederick.com. You can find the book I wrote about my own battle with porn and the presentations that I do for churches and public schools. lynnfrederick.com. 
At the McClario firm, it all starts with family. We are here to serve you and your family online or in person. Call today for a free consultation. The McClario firm, your law firm for life. Are you a parent, mentor, or youth leader searching for meaningful books to engage your middle and high schoolers? Look no further. The books in the Off the Itinerary series by author M. Liz Boyle are receiving outstanding reviews for their compelling plots and strong Christian themes. Avalanche, Chased, and soon-to-be-released Ablaze are available on Amazon and at most bookstores. Check out mlizboyle.com for discussion guides to accompany each book. This is Leighton Howerton, and I've learned a lot from my monthly subscription to the Wisconsin Christian News. It's a national newspaper that's dedicated to encouraging you in your Christian walk, and it's chock plumb full of biblically sound articles and commentaries from some of the best Christian writers and authors in the country that, in my opinion, are more than up to the task of taking on the toughest issues in the midst of all the uncertainties we're facing living in times like these. Wisconsin Christian News is a nationally and internationally distributed newspaper and is a vitally important resource that you don't want to miss out on reading, either in print or through an online subscription. And to get your copy, all you have to do is visit www.wisconsinchristiannews.com. That's www.wisconsinchristiannews.com. And tell my old friend, publisher, and editor, Rob Pugh, sign me up today. Hi, friends. Thanks for staying with us here on WCN-TV. I am filling in for Rob. I am Pastor Mike Spaulding, and I I thank Rob for this privilege and opportunity. We've been talking about America and the the condition we find ourselves in today, several factors involved in that. Um, Right before the break, we talked about the crisis in healthcare, a a crisis that, that in, in my view, has been intentionally created. And it's not it's not going the way that that those behind the scenes thought that it would. They believed that people would just capitulate. Well, that's not happening. People are standing up for their rights and uh, healthcare organizations. And I can speak to those specifically here in Ohio because I'm most familiar with them due to my my family's uh, involvement and employment in several of them. Things are not going the way that these administrators, these the CEOs and and those uh, involved in running these healthcare organizations, they're they're becoming somewhat alarmed at the pushback and the number of people that have risen up against these mandated jabs. So uh, if you've joined us today, you're in the healthcare interest uh, industry. Take heart. Have hope. This fight is a long way from over. So stand your ground, stay the course, and continue to, to protest for your freedom and your liberty. And, and uh, I think we're going to win the day. So New York State ends their religious exemptions. This was an article that I, that I saw just recently. Uh, this will not stand. This will not stand. Um, there are lawyers already involved and there will be lawsuits filed and this will end up at the Supreme Court. This will go to the Supreme Court. Now, I, like all of you, have lost uh, 
much respect for the Supreme Court. They have they have shown that they are pretty much bought, paid for, part of the communist Marxist demonic uh, cartel that has a firm grip on the throats of America. However, God is bigger than all of that. So this is going to end up, I believe, it'll end up at the New York Supreme Court, but they'll they'll pun it to the U.S. Supreme Court. This will go there. This is a constitutional issue, friends, a constitutional issue. There are many organizations out there, in fact, that will help you uh, to fight this if you live in a place uh, or working for an employer that is attempting to mandate you get the jab. Many organizations out there will help you to fight this. And this might be a good place just to mention if you're in need of an exemption letter, a faith-based exemption letter, your religious convictions will not allow you to take this jab, then contact me and I am happy to help provide one for you. You can contact me, drmichaelspalding at gmail.com, drmichaelspalding at gmail.com, and I'm happy to provide that for you. Uh, a religious exemption letter that states very clearly uh, the scriptural grounds and basis for refusing these these toxins, these these pollutants, these carcinogens. We know all of these things, um, and yet people think that we should be okay with receiving that. So New York State ends religious exemptions. Uh, I'm sure there are other states that are going to attempt to do that. Uh, if, if I were to name some, it would be California, Illinois, Oregon, and perhaps Massachusetts, since those are wholly owned subsidiaries of the, of the leftist uh, machine. They'll attempt that next, but this fight isn't over. So out in Oregon, I just named Oregon, out in Oregon, police and first responders have sued the state because, uh, the governor out there, Kate Brown, who is a flaming liberal, has has attempted to run roughshod over um, the rights of firefighters, EMTs, police officers, because in her view, they work for us. And so they'll do what they're told. Well, guess what, Kate? You are sadly mistaken. And this needs to happen all across America. When these governors overstep their bounds, they need to be put in their place and they need to be to be put in their place swiftly and as loudly as possible. Because one thing that politicians understand, friends, they understand negative publicity. They understand poll numbers. They understand loss of support. Those are the things that they pay attention to. And right now. That needs to be brought forefront, front and center, as as the saying goes. So, so applauding those first responders there in Oregon, the police and fire, um, who have gathered together and said, "Nope, we're not going to do this. Instead, we're going to sue." So, even in Japan, <laughs> even in Japan, I saw this article the other day. A uh, medical doctor, a director of uh, 
of a uh, medical organization there <laughs> in Japan tells the doctors to begin to prescribe ivermectin for COVID treatment. Now, I, I shouldn't be laughing. I, I really shouldn't. The, the reason I'm laughing is because here in America, doctors have been warned off the record, of course, that if you prescribe this, we're going to come after you up to and including trying or attempting to take away your medical license. Meanwhile, in other places uh, on the earth, we have we have doctors and, and professional health care people who aren't afraid and they're going to do what they know is right for the treatment of their patients. So much applause to to Japan, to this this medical doctor chairman of Tokyo Medical Association who has stood on truth and the well-being of their citizens. In Brazil, how many of you know that a lot of the, uh, the medical uh, equipment, testing, PRC tests, and, and even vaccines, even the, the uh, jab ingredients, it's coming from China. Now, how smart is that, actually? How smart is it? <laughs> We know where, where, where COVID originated. We know how it originated in spite of the lies of our media and the lies of our government. We know how it originated, where it originated. We know why it, it was unleashed on an unsuspecting world. China is front and center on all of those things. Their fingerprints are all over this pandemic, this scam-demic. Here's proof positive. Brazil says, no, we are going to discontinue use our entire inventory, 12 million doses. You know what I should have done, friends? I should have checked to see what the population of Brazil is. I'm not sure what it is, but 12 million doses. The government of Brazil says, nope. We're not going to do this because the consequences to our citizens is dramatic. Friends, there are many places that you can search today that will give you the statistics, and they are mounting daily deaths due to, to this COVID jab are increasing daily. They're, they're keeping track of them allegedly, the CDC, on their VAERS report, but no one believes that those are actually accurate. Millions of people have been harmed by these jabs. Tens of thousands have lost their lives after, after being vaccinated. And still they're pushing this. So I applaud the government of Brazil for taking the bold stand. Now here's what, what the president of that nation better be very, very careful you better have some some trusted bodyguards. Perhaps you read, it's been three or four months ago now, three nations, initially three nations of the world, one of them was, was Haiti, that refused to allow their citizens to be injected with the with the jab. All three of those presidents, one of them was in was in Africa. I, I wish I could remember the nation. Um, but all three presidents within weeks of publicly taking a stand and saying, we will not be vaccinating our citizens with that. This stuff is poison. All three of them mysteriously 
died. Coincidence? I think not. There is evil and wickedness all around today. Spencer, the U.S. has funded the Wuhan COVID research for years, and this should not be news to anybody. This, this should not be news to anybody. Of course, it'll be news if you get your news from CNN because they lie through their teeth. If the camera is rolling and their lips are moving, they're lying. And by the way, Fox News isn't too far behind them. But the U.S. has given millions and millions of dollars to the Wuhan COVID Research Center for the development of this virus, but also for the quote-unquote vaccine or cure. Now, don't you think that that is, uh, well, ironic? I know that's being polite, right? It's actually evil. So you're going to create the problem and then you're going to create the alleged solution. That's more blunt, isn't it? Create the problem and then offer your solution. That's criminal is what that is. And the U.S. has been involved in that. Our, our healthcare industry, the CDC, the National Institute of Health, the NIH, all in cahoots with, with the World Health Organization, all of them, all of them have blood on their hands. And of course, I don't need to mention uh, Mr. Fauci, do I? He has been the most discredited doc, and he's not really a doctor to begin with, but the most discredited uh, healthcare figure in American history, perhaps even global history. And then finally, economic fascism. Here's what's happening. Here's where we are going. We are headed towards economic fascism, friends. Now, if you do not understand what that means, fascism is when the government controls all the means of production. It sounds a lot like Marxism, although, and it is very similar, but there are some slight differences between Marxism and fascism. The government controls not completely, but through, through intimidation, influence. It controls corporations. Here's an example. The government let it be known through press releases, through statements that it would support Black Lives Matter. Many of you know now that Black Lives Matter is, uh, is a Marxist front, it, is, it was created, uh, founded by uh, lesbian witches, America haters, and it is, its intent was to undermine uh, American freedom and liberty. You can go, at least the last time I checked, you could go to the Black Lives Matter website, and they would tell you very plainly what their agenda is. And that is the destruction of the family, the biological male, biological female as husband and wife and their biological or adopted children. They detested that and detest it. They want to see the complete dissolution of the traditional nuclear family. Black Lives Matter, friends, is a cancer. Do Black Lives Matter? Of course they do. 
but blacks do not need Black Lives Matter to represent them. Black Lives Matter is nothing but a Marxist satanic front that is using blacks to gain power and control. Fascism comes into play when the government let it be known that they are supporting this nonsense, this this evil and wickedness. And all of the corporations, did you notice all the corporations fell in line and began to donate? I think the Bank of America actually donated one billion dollars to the Black Lives Matter organization and other corporations, well-known corporations, Coca-Cola, Procter and Gamble, I could go down the list and name them all, contributed millions and millions of dollars to this subversive group bent on destroying America. They want to tear America down, burn it to the ground, and then rebuild it in their image, what they believe is right and just. So economic fascism, I would encourage you to read that. And by the way, uh, many of these sites... I would bookmark if I were you. These are good uh, sites for for breaking news, uh, commentary and opinion uh, from a conservative perspective, um, from a Christian perspective, from a from a patriotic perspective, from an uh, from an American perspective. LouRockwell.com is one of those uh, sites that I would bookmark uh, if I were you. Um, and and visit it daily for commentary. They do a they do a fantastic job of providing that uh, for all of us. Now, I want to uh, Spencer. Before I go to any questions that anyone may have or comments or or whatever, I do want to talk briefly since we've talked about this scamdemic. Uh, I have seen a number of, of Christians, a number of of ministries that have uh, talked about the the jab being the mark of the beast. And uh, if, if you are a subscriber to David Hebner TV, then uh, perhaps you're aware that I recently did a three-part series on the mark of the beast. What is the beast? What is the mark? What isn't the mark? And how should we respond to what we see in our culture today? So uh, I did that there. So I won't go into great detail. That's uh, exclusive content for davidhevner.tv. But I will say this, friends, and I will say it clearly and plainly. The jab is not the mark. The jab is not the mark. And the reason that I say that is based on Scripture. Scripture. The reason that so many people are thinking and believing that the jab is the mark is because someone has told them that. They've seen ministries or ministry leaders, in my view, erroneously equate the jab with the mark. The reason that I say erroneously is because scripturally, chronologically, when you study the prophetic scriptures, especially the book of Revelation, chapter 14, where the mark is talked about, there are many things, many events that have to happen before the mark is implemented, before the mark is forced upon the world. It isn't just one nation or several nations. It's the entire 
world that will have to receive this mark. And as many of you know, the mark must be received to buy or sell to engage in any kind of economic activity. However, before that happens, many things, a long list of things must occur. And none of those things have occurred. We haven't seen any of them occur. And many of them are are things that you cannot miss. For example, the Antichrist must arise on the scene. He must be identified. He must broker peace. A seven-year peace treaty between Israel and her Muslim, Islamic, jihadist, murderous, satanic neighbors. Have we seen those two things? No. The Antichrist himself is going to receive a fatal blow to the head and people will think he died. And then he'll be resurrected. Have we seen that? No. We haven't seen that. Have we seen a temple being rebuilt in Jerusalem for the Jews to once again worship? No. We can't even imagine the Jews suggesting such a thing, that a temple be rebuilt in Jerusalem. Have we seen the Antichrist take his seat upon or in the temple in Jerusalem, declaring himself God and demanding that he be worshipped? No, we haven't seen that. Have we seen the two witnesses? And you may think, maybe it's Moses, maybe it's Elijah. Regardless, the two witnesses that will testify within the city of God's greatness, of his coming judgment, the world will hate these two witnesses, and then they are slain. The scripture says that they lay on the streets of Jerusalem for three and a half days. The world celebrates this. The whole world celebrates this. They exchange gifts as a part of this celebration. And then at the end of three and a half days, they are miraculously resurrected and they ascend into heaven. Have we seen that? We haven't seen that. Well, friends, all of this has to happen before the mark of the beast is implemented. And so here's my message. Tap the brakes. Don't give in to the propaganda. Don't give in to the hysteria. Don't give in to the speculation. Don't give in to the sensationalism. Stay rooted in the scriptures. The scriptures are sure. The scriptures are true. They give us a roadmap. Why would we abandon the scriptures now when we know that our world, especially here in America, our world is being overrun by propagandists? Why would we go down this trail? At such a time as this, friends, we have to remain level-headed. We have to remain clear-thinking. We have to remain very truthful, blunt in our speech and what we have to say. We have to remind people that, yes, Jesus Christ is coming again. He is coming again. And when he comes again, he's coming as judge. So have you considered your own mortality? Do you know Christ as Lord and Savior? Have you received him by faith? Have you been born again, filled with his Holy Spirit? Are you living for him now? Because if you are, if you are filled with his spirit and living for him now, 
you should be testifying to all of these things. You should be sharing with people that the time is growing near for his return. And when he returns, he's returning as a judge. He came first as a lamb, the lamb whose blood was shed for the forgiveness of the sins of the world. While there's still time, if you've joined us today and you don't know Christ, receive him now by faith. Simply say, Father, I receive Christ by faith. I believe that what Christ accomplished for me on Calvary's cross brings forgiveness of sins. Trust in his name. Believe in him today and receive him by faith. Your life will be changed. So, Spencer, I'll entertain any questions. I know I I spoke with, well, we've got just a few minutes to go. So if there are any questions that I could answer very quickly uh, from, from, from those who have joined us in the queue or perhaps on another platform, I'd be happy to try and do that. That's perfect. That either means that I was so confusing that people are bewildered and they don't know where to start with a question <laughs> or it was crystal clear and there are no questions. Well, either way, that's a good thing. So, friends, again, I want to ask you to support the Wisconsin Christian News newspaper by subscribing. You can support it by, by sending in uh, uh, your donations to the newspaper, Robin and Lisa do a fantastic job month on month on month. Uh, it's, it's a wonderful paper, full, full of good information, good uh, uh, authors and, and articles. Uh, you can support uh, WCNTV.net, uh, going to that website and, uh, and, and sharing a donation there. And I know that Rob would, uh, would appreciate that. And share this, share this uh, show uh, with your friends and on your social media platforms, uh, whether it's uh, from WCNTV.net or WisconsinChristianNews.com or the WCNTV YouTube channel, share all of them. That's how things, uh, that's how awareness is raised. That's how uh, platforms such as this grow, uh, by you sharing that with your with your friends and your network. So I appreciate every one of you. Thank you for joining me today. Is there is there a question? Okay. Uh, yeah, so speaking of the mark of the beast, um, you know, it, it didn't take for me to hear someone else say it. I had my suspicions just about the information given about the jab, jab whether it's concerning the quantum dot tattoo or a potential ingredient called the luciferous protein. I think we have to be on guard. Many of the events that are speaking of in the word and revelations has already taken place. I would I would simply say if you if you don't believe this is the mark, that it, that is not a reason to take the jab. So I like Yep, I, I agree with that. There are there are many reasons beyond uh, it being the mark or not being the mark to not take it. it the jab is poison. It's toxic. It's full of carcinogen and other ingredients that are simply not. You would not take any of those in an injection into your body 
separately. In fact, um, it is a, it's, it's well known that if anyone was to inject these things individually or in other, other ingredients or mixtures into your body, that is criminal. That is criminal. And, and people could be prosecuted. But because it's, it's under the umbrella uh, of a vaccine, all of a sudden, then it's okay. So, so your point was, was, uh, was correct and very good. So thank you for sharing that. And um, Spencer, it looks like uh, we're at the top of the hour. So God bless you guys. Thank you for joining me today and, and, and staying with me through this initial uh, program that I've been blessed to host. We'll see you next time that I get that opportunity. Bye now.